What's up, this Shaq Bear, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. This is the 59th episode of Season 2. Today, we're going to be talking about the best and worst plays of Week 9, and that is what we call correct. It is Week 9. We are officially halfway through the fantasy football season, and right now, with this episode, we are kicking off the back half of the fantasy football season. That includes the fantasy football playoffs and championships. Obviously, there is no sense that I'll be including Week 18, because if you play Week 18, you are a silly goose, as we like to say around here. But today, obviously Episode 59 is pretty crazy that we're at 59 episodes, but we're here to talk some Week 9 best and worst plays. And as always, just a little precursor before I get into the names and all that, i got five players at each position, five guys that I think are really great matchups, and five guys that I think really terrible matchups. Just a little bit of clarification, because someone has a great matchup, they're probably a guy you want in your lineup. But if I say, okay, this guy's a bad matchup, he's a sit, he doesn't seem like a great play, doesn't mean he's unplayable. I'm just saying that if you have other options, I might be willing to start them because they're in a tough matchup or I might expect them to produce a little bit less this week. Obviously, they're just predictions. They're not set in stone. Some of these guys will be great. If I say they're going to be great, some of them will be terrible if I say they're going to be great. And likewise, the other way around. The other thing, just a little bit of clarification before we start, is the numbers you hear from me, like if I say they're the number one team against this or that. I mean, that means that they're the number one team, but it is specifically over the last five weeks, just like I said, over the last couple episodes, if you've been listening, if you haven't, um, it is over the last five weeks, the numbers you'll be hearing from me, because again, there's teams that get better and worse based on injuries, getting guys back, letting guys go, everything like that. So the numbers you hear from me are based off the last five weeks specifically. I also have a couple in here that I'll say specifically over the last three weeks or over the course of the whole season. But again, the number you're going to hear me for the most, unless I tell you otherwise, is over the last five weeks specifically. With that being said, let's get right into our week nine QB start of the week, and that is Matthew Stafford versus the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, this is going to be a high-scoring game, even without Derrick Henry for the Tennessee Titans. I think that actually bodes well for Matthew Stafford a little bit more because I think the Titans will run the ball a little bit less, pass it a little bit more. You know, it could be a little faster-paced game. The game is a very high total. Matthew Stafford versus the Tennessee Titans, giving up the fourth most points. Expect a big week from him. My number two start of the week is the guy that has been the number three QB in fantasy football from week three on, and that is Joe Burrow playing the Cleveland Browns who have given the fifth most points to to quarterbacks so far. Love to see it. Joe Burrow, third most fantasy points over the last five or six weeks, playing the team that's given up the fifth most points to quarterbacks. No injuries. Everyone's healthy in this Bears offense. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, even C.J. Uzama and Tyler Boyd wheels up for that offense this week. I'm going to expect a lot of points from Joe Burrow. Another guy to sneaky start, especially for streamers this week, is Jordan Love versus the Kansas City Chiefs, who have given up the third most points to quarterbacks. Defense looked a little bit better, but that was against the Giants last week. But against quarterbacks, they've been very bad. Jordan Love is going to get Devontae Adams back. He'll have Aaron Jones. The rest of the pass catchers are mostly supposed to be back. I think this is going to be a big week from Jordan Love. Again, a good streamer this week. Not a guy that should absolutely be in your lineups, but if you're a guy that's you know looking between streamers or you got Tom Brady or someone like that on a bye week, then I think Jordan Love is a prime play. My number four start of the week this week is Tua Tungavailoa versus the Houston Texans. Stingy against QBs at the beginning of the season, but over the last five weeks have given the sixth most points to quarterbacks. Tua's looked really great the last couple weeks. I mean, actually, great. No, 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 no. 
let me let me let me take that back. Maybe I'm getting a little too excited about Tua. Tua has been good over the last couple of weeks. He was especially great two weeks ago. But playing the Houston Texans, one of the worst defenses in football, with Tyrod Taylor back or Tyrod Taylor, he clarified Tyrod Taylor. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. We saw what this offense looked like with Tyrod Taylor. And obviously, the Houston Texans are not going to be all of a sudden this world-class offense. But I think Tyrod Taylor helps this offense a lot and will be very good for Tua this week. Tua is a start. Speaking of starts, how about Tyrod Taylor versus the Miami Dolphins, who have given up the single most points to quarterbacks? Tyrod Taylor is a mobile quarterback. He put up good numbers the first two weeks. He's back this week playing the worst pass. I mean, Worst quarterback defense in all of fantasy football. Tyrod Taylor, a prime play this week. Onto the quarterback sits this week. The guys that I'd be a little scared of playing. Number one, Trevor Lawrence versus the Buffalo Bills. Second best team against quarterbacks. I get it. Buffalo is probably going to be up early in this game, but that has not translated to fantasy points for opponents in garbage time. Buffalo has been the second best team against quarterbacks. Justin Fields is another sit for me, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been the number five team against quarterbacks. Again, Early in the season, Pittsburgh wasn't as good, but lately they've been very strong against quarterbacks, and that'll probably include Justin Fields this week. Matt Nagy was out last week, which I think you know helped produce Justin Fields' worst, I mean, best game of the entire season. Because anytime Matt Nagy is not around, things seem to go a little bit better. So hopefully they get rid of him soon for Justin Fields' sake, because I think Justin Fields has a lot of potential. Again, fifth best team against quarterbacks. Not a good week for Justin Fields against the Steelers on Monday night. Number three set of the week, Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Arizona Cardinals. Whether George Kittle plays or not, Arizona has actually been the third toughest team against QBs. They were tough against Aaron Rodgers last week. They're going to be very tough against Jimmy G this week. Um, I'd be avoiding playing Jimmy G at all costs. My fourth and fifth for the QBs are beware plays. They're not guys that are must-sits. They're probably guys that you are going to start in your lineup no matter what because of the caliber of the player. But this is if you happen to play in a smaller league or you happen to be one of those people that draft really good quarterbacks – these are guys that I'd be a little bit more wary of for playing this week. And number one is Jalen Hurts playing the Los Angeles Chargers. Jalen Hurts had his worst game of the season last week, but they also scored the most points of the entire season with 44 points. They just happened to score four rushing touchdowns, and Jalen Hurts had none of them. Jalen Hurts had no passing touchdowns, just bad luck. But this week they're playing the L.A. Chargers. Jalen Hurts' toughest matchup of the season. Fourth best team against the quarter quarterback so far. Very good against opposing – I'm sorry, a very good secondary and Jalen Hurts does not have Zach Ertz anymore. Devontae Smith has been good. But in Dallas Garden's been a little bit banged up. But again, Jalen Hurts versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Just a beware for play for me this week. Beware does not mean don't start him or find someone else to play over him. Just, hey, if you have another really good quarterback like a Matthew Stafford, I'd play him over Jalen Hurts. Another guy that meets this beware criteria is Lamar Jackson versus the Minnesota Vikings. Actually, the toughest team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks obviously it's Lamar Jackson you're going to play him seven days a week should be a high scoring game but Minnesota has been number one for a reason and they've been allowing less than 15 points a game to quarterbacks again I downgrade Jalen I mean Lamar Jackson just a little bit this week I would actually play Matthew Stafford over him that's kind of the point I might even play Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson at this point again you're probably going to start Lamar but I'm saying if you have another option definitely consider it now that leads us right onto the running backs this is the only section because Every great starting running back, like all the really good running backs in fantasy football, have really good matchups this week. Um, so we got a little chalky with this, and a lot of these have the three-week ones, which are guys' teams that have been bad over the last three weeks. So starting off, the running back start of the week this week is Miles Gaskin versus the Houston Texans with running back Zach Cunningham, who's been one of their best run stoppers, getting a little bit less snaps. They have been the fifth worst team against running backs over the last three weeks. Miles Gaskin in for a prime scoring matchup. 
against the Houston Texans. My number two running back this week is Chuba Hubbard versus the New England Patriots. Does not seem like Christian McCaffrey is going to play as of this moment. New England Patriots have been the eighth worst team against running backs over the last three weeks. Been a little bit more susceptible. Chuba Hubbard's been an RB1 with Christian McCaffrey out. Look for more of the same this week. Another sneaky start this week is Boston Scott versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Been the sixth worst team over the last three weeks against running backs. They've been a running back funnel. They've been the second worst team against running backs all season. Again, they've been very bad against running backs. Boston Scott was in a three-way timeshare last week for the Eagles, but Boston Scott was the guy that first got the work. He had the most carries and the most touchdowns, both tied for both of those. But Boston Scott, obviously, this week against the Chargers, has a good matchup, and I'd be looking to play him. Another guy's sneaky start is Devontae Booker versus the Las Vegas Raiders, who have been the eighth worst team against running backs over the course of the entire season not just five weeks over the course of the season been a little bit better the last couple weeks but Devontae Booker has been getting a lion's share of touches with Saquon Barkley out and it does not seem like Saquon Barkley is going to play is having a little bit of a COVID issue right now don't know if that will be resolved by the time you're listening to this tomorrow morning I'm recording this on Thursday night but again Devontae Booker could be will likely be the starter for the New York Giants this week getting almost 20 touches a game without Saquon Barkley. He has been the guy for them, and I expect Devontae Booker to be the guy once again this week. I think he's going to score a lot of points against a not-so-great Raiders team. And finally, my last running back started the week, a very sneaky one, one that not many people will be starting, but a very chalky play that could be very good this week, especially in DFS. That's Tony Pollard versus the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos at the beginning of the season were one of the best teams in the entire NFL against running backs, and then they lost their middle linebacker, Alex John. Alex Johnson, um, who was one of the better running run tackling linebackers in the entire NFL. And that led them to start Justin Sternad, who has been one of the worst linebackers in the entire NFL. They changed the last week with a rookie running rookie linebacker playing middle linebacker and Baron Browning. But the Denver, Denver Broncos run defense has been very bad. They've allowed the second most points to running backs over the last three weeks. That's what you guys are here for. You guys don't give a crap about Baron Browning. That is okay. But Giving up the second most points to running backs over the last three weeks. Let Dearness Johnson run all over them. I think Tony Pollard's a little bit better than Dearness Johnson, but I know he's playing with Zeke, but I think that the Cowboys are going to blow these guys out, and I think this is going to be a sneaky good game for Tony Pollard. Now to where running back sits. The sit of the week at running back is Damian Harris versus the Carolina Panthers, the best team in the entire NFL fantasy-wise against running backs so far this season. Don't need to say much more about that, especially because Damian Harris does not catch a lot of passes. He's been hot the last couple of weeks, but he's had some very good matchups. Carolina's as tough as a matchup as he's going to get. My number two of the week is Chase Edmonds versus the San Francisco 49ers, who have been the second-best team against running backs. Very strong against running backs. Chase had, Chase Edmonds outcarried James Conner the last two weeks. Finally scored his first touchdown last week, but James Conner's been the goal line guy for them consistently. San Francisco, the second best team against running backs over the last five weeks. Um, this is a fade Chase Edmonds week if you can. I'd rather play a Devontae Booker, Boston Scott, Chubba Hubbard, Miles Gaskin, all over Chase Edmonds this week. Number three running back sit of the week is Carlos Hyde versus the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, third best team against running backs. Doesn't seem like James Robinson is going to play. Carlos Hyde's the lead guy. Again, if you need to plug and play a running back because you have Antonio Gibson or Leonard Fournette or one of those guys on by, again, that is fine to play Carlos Hyde. But if you you know have the option, I'd try to fade Carlos Hyde this week. He's not much of a pass catcher. Playing the Buffalo Bills, third best team against running backs. Not really a great combo for a lot of fantasy success. And number four of the week is Zach Moss versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know the Jaguars and good run defense are two things that you do not hear in the same sentence very often at all. 
but Jacksonville has been the fifth best team against running backs so far the last five weeks. Zach Moss still in a little bit of a timeshare with Devin Singletary. Zach Moss, obviously the guy. I think Zach Moss is still a good play in good matchups, but he's still splitting enough of the work, and Buffalo is one of the lower-volume rushing teams in the entire NFL than a matchup like this. I think this is a sneaky, bad matchup for Zach Moss again. I'd rather play your Booker, Boston Scott, Hubbard, Gaskin, Maybe even Pollard. No, that might be a little bit too much of a stretch. But Zach Moss, not a great play this week. My final bad play of the week, a little bit more of a beware play. Again, it's not a guy that's going to be sitting really for your teams much. But again, a guy that's in a very tough matchup, Elijah Mitchell versus the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals have obviously been the fourth best team against running backs so far. Elijah Mitchell's run for over 100 yards the last couple of games. You probably don't want to sit him. You probably don't have to sit him. But again, if you have another option because of a beware matchup, you know, haha, Halloween, beware, haha. All right, just shut up, Alex. I get it. I get it. I get it. Just move on and go to wide receivers. But before we do, beware of Elijah Mitchell. Ha, ha, ha. And enjoy one quick ad from our favorite sponsor on the planet, Anchor. And we are back heading into the second half of our show talking about my favorite position on the fantasy football field and the real life field, the wide receivers. And that starts off with the wide receiver one of the week or the wide receiver of the week. That is Brandon Cooks versus the Miami Dolphins. Averaged over 10 targets in his two games with Tyrod Taylor. Obviously, the Miami Dolphins have been the number one team in giving up fantasy points to running backs. So to wide receivers, excuse me. Again, Brandon Cooks, a fire play this week. Tyrod Taylor is going to be back. He's going to be starting. Miami giving up the most points to quarterbacks, most points to wide receivers. Expect all that magic to go with 10-plus targets this week for Brandon Cooks. It's going to be a huge week. Another guy that has a great start this week is Robert Woods versus the Tennessee Titans, who have given up the third most points to wide receivers so far this season. Robert Woods has been way more consistent than people realize. Had double-digit fantasy points in five straight games. Expected to be six this week against the Tennessee Titans. Number three start of the week is T. Higgins versus the Cleveland Browns, who have given up the sixth most points to wide receivers. Here's a little fun stat for you from Ian Harditz. Ian Harditz said that T. Higgins actually has a higher target share and higher expected fantasy points, even over Jamar Chase in the Bengals offense, over Jamar Chase, who's been the wide receiver two in all of fantasy football, higher target share, more expected fantasy points than him. Does that mean that T. Higgins is, I'm going to have him over Jamar Chase for the rest of the season? No, absolutely not. People don't realize how good T. Higgins is. I think he's one of the biggest buy lows because of that stat and in general in all of fantasy football. He's supreme talent. Joe Burrow's playing better and better. It is a T. Higgins week against the Browns this week. Buy him before it is too late. Number four start of the week is Chase Claypool versus the Chicago Bears. Seventh worst team against wide receivers so far this season. Chase Claypool going to get more and more targets. He's looked really good the last couple weeks with Juju out. He has become the clear number two target in this offense behind Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool, I think, is going to have a strong finish to the season, and that starts with the Chicago Bears, who have given the seventh most points to wide receivers. My fifth start of the week is a deep start, but it's Tajay Sharp. Do you even, do you even, you the listener right now, sitting wherever you are, doing the dishes, laundry, whatever, do you know what team Tajay Sharp plays for? Well, I didn't before this week, and I, I do a lot of football stuff. Tajay Sharp plays for the Atlanta Falcons. Without Calvin Ridley, Tajay Sharp was the wide receiver one, even over Russell Gage, who had no targets last week. Tajay Sharp is playing the New Orleans Saints this week, who have given up the second most points to wide receivers so far this season. A very sneaky play after caught five or six targets for 59 yards, no touchdown last week. Tajay Sharp, a very interesting wide receiver three this week. Again, you need a deep league, deep play, or you just need someone to throw in over someone that you don't like, maybe, like maybe an Allen Robinson or an OBJ, I'd be starting Tajay Sharp over both of those guys. And that leads us right to our wide receiver sits of the week. Number one, 
being Devontae Smith versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Toughest matchup he's had all season. Fourth best team against wide receivers. Not a Devontae Smith week. My number two set of the week is Kadarius Toney versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Kadarius Toney could well be the wide receiver one for the Giants this week. Sterling Shepard's looking like he's going to miss time right before their bye. And I know it's the Raiders, but I just can't get over this. The fact that the Raiders have been the second best team against wide receivers this year. It does not make sense to me. They've been the second best team against wide receivers over the last five weeks. I know. I'm with, like, I'm with you. I get it. Like It's the Raiders, and it's Kadarius Toney. It's crazy to me. But again, they've been the second best team against wide receivers for a reason. I'm going to keep leaning into that while we still can. Again, Raiders are a tougher matchup than people realize. My number three set of the week is Marvin Jones versus the Buffalo Bills. Third best team against wide receivers. Marvin Jones is not like great the last couple of weeks. He's pretty much touchdown or bust in one of the toughest matchups set all season against the Buffalo Bills. Not a Marvin Jones week. Another guy that's a tough matchup this week is Marquez Callaway against the Falcons. I know the Falcons, but Falcons have been the fifth toughest team against wide receivers over the last five weeks. That's why we use the stats. Sometimes that one or two weeks are where the Atlanta Falcons play the Bucks in week two and they give up all those fantasy points to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. You know, it, it shows now, but over the last five weeks, five whole weeks, they've been the fifth toughest team against wide receivers. Not a Marquez Callaway week, especially when uh, Taysom Hill might start this week, which is very bad for the wide receivers and all other pass catchers involved. And my final set of the week is Allen Robinson. who will start last week in desperate hope, but playing the Pittsburgh Steelers' number one team against wide receivers over the last three weeks. Allen Robinson yet to have a double-digit fantasy points game so far this season. That is a recipe for not success. And finally, our tight end starts of the week. The start of the week at tight end is actually Dallas Goddard. I know, fading Jalen Hurts, but I have Boston Scott and Dallas Goddard in my starters. That makes sense. But Chargers still don't have a great defense. It's weird how all these things work in fantasy, but I'm just giving you the information that I have. Dallas Goddard versus the Los Angeles Chargers, the clear number one option for the Eagles, especially with Zach Ertz gone. More snaps, more targets for Dallas Goddard. Los Angeles Chargers giving up the seventh most points to wide receivers so far this season. Expect a good game from them. My number two start of the week is a guy coming back in Dawson Knox playing the Jacksonville Jaguars who have given up the fourth most points to tight ends. Don't need to say much more than that. Dawson Knox has been very good this season when he's playing. Out the last couple weeks with a hand injury, but I expect him to bounce back this week. My number three start of the week is my favorite little sneaky tight end play of the week, and that's Tyler Conklin versus the Baltimore Ravens. Single most points given up to tight ends so far this season, especially over – yeah, over the course of the season, not much more to say than that. They've been the worst team. Give up two touchdowns to CJ Ozoma. Don't be surprised if Tyler Conklin scores a touchdown this week. And finally, the Raiders, they have to be bad at something. Well, it's tight end defense. Over the last five weeks, they've given up the single most points to tight ends. That is great for Evan Ingram this week, especially with Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay probably out for this week. More targets for Evan Ingram, playing the worst tight end defense in all of football. Big things for Evan Ingram. And finally, my last start of the week, sticking with this Dallas, I mean, sorry, sticking with this Eagles versus Chargers game we love so much. Jared Cook, a sneaky start this week, playing the Eagles. Eighth worst team against tight ends. Have some awful linebackers. Safeties aren't that great. And, and you know, it's not going to be a great week for Jared Cook. And finally, the tight end sets of the week. I have three sets and three bewares, or sorry, two bewares. Before that, I need to take a quick break because my throat is about to dry out. And finally, after my dry throat break, after my dry throat break, excuse me, we get into our final position, the tight end sits. Like I said, we got three sits for you, two bewares. Number one sit of the week is Pat Fryermuth versus the Chicago Bears. He's still worth the play, seven plus targets the last two weeks, but Chicago been the number two team against tight ends this season. And in the last five weeks, they've been very tough with Roquan Smith and those safeties there. Not a great week from Pat Fryermuth. I'd be much leaning towards Deontay Johnson. 
and Chase Claypool. My number two set of the week, Dan Arnold versus the Buffalo Bills. Bills, eighth best team against tight end so far this season. Not a very good matchup for Dan Arnold. My number three set of the week is the Tennessee Titans. Sorry, Tyler Higby versus the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans have been one of the top five teams against tight ends over the course of the season. Not great for Tyler Higby, especially when the wide receivers all have such great matchups with Woods, Cup, and Van Jefferson. Not a great week for Tyler Higby. I think he has some other nice matchups coming up, but not this week. And finally, we have a couple of beware plays. Beware of Kyle Pitts this week versus the New Orleans Saints, fourth toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. They've definitely been a lot more stingy. Again, you're probably never going to sit Kyle Pitts, and that's okay. I'm just sitting here to give you a beware play rather than pulling out the most random tight end you've never heard of and is not on your fantasy team and telling you that he is a sit. And finally, my final beware, ha, 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 Halloween play of the week is Mark Andrews versus the Minnesota Vikings, single best team against tight ends so far the last five weeks. Have phenomenal linebackers and Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr. Have very nice safeties and um, Harrison Smith. Again, tough matchup for Mark Andrews this week. Obviously, you're still going to play him because he's Mark Andrews. But worth noting, Minnesota is the toughest team against tight ends. So I will leave you with that. And that is the end of Week 9 Best and Worst Plays. If you always have any other questions or anything like that, please feel to hit my DMs on Twitter at Alex Caruso or on TikTok at Fresh underscore Fantasy. I'm here to help you guys. I wish you guys the best this week, and I hope that all of your fantasy dreams and miracles come true. With that being said, please leave me a review. You guys already know what to do, and I hope you all have a great rest of your day.